Hey, this is Jenna Cash, and you're listening to Inspo Podcast. There is nothing that I love more than great advice and figuring out how I can apply other people's steps to success to my life and now to your life. We're going to learn about business, money, growth, fails, and secrets to success. So kick off your shoes, grab a cup of coffee, whether you're on the road or at home, and let's be encouraged together while we learn. This episode of Inspo Podcast was brought to you by SoCo Lashes. SoCo Lashes is the world's first eco-friendly eyelash extension company ever. They focus on biodegradable material, packaging, and shipment that doesn't compromise their product's quality. Head over to SoCoLashes.com if you'd like more information on their product, packaging, or education. Happy lashing! Jenna Cash here with Inspo Podcast. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you to everybody who has supported this podcast. Thank you to everybody who has shared this on your Instagram stories. Thank you to everybody who has told your friends about this podcast. It is fulfilling something that I didn't know needed fulfilling. And I, I'm so grateful from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And feel free to leave a five-star review, leave a written review. And if you didn't like this podcast, uh, don't, don't leave a review. Just go ahead and give it a five-star because I made the effort. (laughs) Um, But really, thank you. Thank you for your time. I know time is invaluable and you can't ever get it back. So every minute that you've listened to one of my episodes, thanks, man. Oh, and before I forget, I wanted to correct something that I had said. I believe I said I had been following her since she had 100,000 followers. What I meant was I had been following her since she had 10,000 followers. So I just wanted to correct that before you guys listen, because you're going to hear what I say and then go on her page and say, who do what? Anyways, mistake, correction. I had been following her since she's had about 10,000 followers. You guys, Nikki Wildflower on Instagram. Wow. This woman is full of knowledge on business, anything that you need to know. I thought her courses were 2700 and then 1500 No, no, $27 and $14 a month, you guys. Um, her Strictly Business course isn't available yet, but you can join um, her membership plan. I believe she said it's under $28 a month. I think it's like $27.95 or something. Um, and you have access to all of her business courses. Each course is basically a lecture um, that she, she t- talks about a specific topic. Um, I am joining today. Holy cow. Um, and she has an additional Facebook page that is free. And then a private Facebook page that you can join once you're a member. Um, holy cow. If anybody wants to open up a business, this is going to blow your mind. Um, she has, I think she said she's got around 20 courses currently. You'll have access to all of them. Plus she adds two new each month. Um, you can talk to her with any personal issues you have on her Instagram. I'm so sorry, Facebook page, um, the private one. And I'm sure that she 
also is helpful on her free one as well. Um, but anybody who's looking to start a business, this would be a really great place to start with Nikki's business courses. Um, it's NikkiWildflower.com, N-I-C-K-I, and then Wildflower, just how it sounds. Um, and you can kind of go on her website and figure out where you can sign up for your membership um, highly recommend. This woman is a powerhouse of knowledge and experience. She's been in the industry for a long time. Um, and she is at the point in her career where she wants to help you and, um, help guide you and tell you all the secrets and help you make less mistakes. Uh, anyways, you guys are going to love this episode. If there's anything I love talking about more, it's the creative side of business. And her and I are both sevens on the Enneagram number. Uh, no big deal. But, uh, if you're a seven, you are going to especially uh, love this episode and really be able to relate to this, this and her and I. And uh, anyways, I hope you guys love, love this episode. Um, this is something that I have been looking forward to for a long time. I've been following her for a long, long time. Um, anyways, I hope everybody uh, learns a lot. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? I can't. I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. Oh my God, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so funny. I've followed you for a long time and you have been one of my idols or mentors, whether you realize it or not. And it's so crazy to see how you've grown. I think I started following you when you had maybe around a hundred thousand followers. And can you believe it? No. It's unreal, right? Yeah, I can't. Wow. Well, you're doing something, right? Obviously. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So do you want to introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and where you're from? Yes. Hi, uh, my name is Nikki. I go by Nikki Wildflower on Instagram and on social media. Um, I am from Long Island, New York, and I'm a hairstylist out here. So I have a little hair studio here and I'm an online educator for hair, business, mindset. I'm also the creative director for Saints and Sinners, which is a hair care line. And that is what I do. Wow. Okay. Now you said a little hair salon. What does a little hair salon mean? Like a solo studio. And how many, like how many people do you have that work for you? I don't have anybody that works for me. Actually, I have no employees. It's just you? It's just me. So I have, um, it's myself and I share my studio with one of my really good friends. Um, It's just the two of us. Neither of us work for each other. And, um, and then with my online business, I have, you know, I have people that work for me, contractors, you know, web developers and um, marketing people, that type of thing. So, okay, let's talk, let's touch on that. Have you ever owned a salon where you had renters or employees? I have never. Okay. Well then I guess I don't have questions for you about that. I was going to ask how you felt about working by yourself versus having people work under you and how that stress or joy has affected you. How have you enjoyed working for yourself versus- Oh, I love it. Do you have friends that have owned salons that have people that rent or are employees? And I also, I came from a place where I was on commission and I was working under with a bunch of other people. I had always worked in that type of atmosphere. 
So this has been my first endeavor away from that. So what advice would you have for hairstylists or even lash artists, manicurists, anybody who's in this industry who work for a big salon and want to venture off on their own? I say do it. <laughs> I'm really, I really strongly believe that. Now, I do feel that it's not for everybody. If you really don't want to deal with the expenses or deal with, you know, so if you don't want to deal with the expenses, if you don't want to deal with getting your own product and your own inventory, then maybe it's not for you. And mm -hmm. I know some people say, yeah, well, when you work for someone else, you're getting that education and you're getting that health insurance and you're getting those benefits. Yes, that's absolutely true in a lot of cases. However, I still feel in my in my personal opinion, that the earning potential is so much greater on your own, all things considered. I couldn't agree more. I, I think maybe your first, I guess, depending how quickly you build confidence and build your clientele and, you know, assurance in yourself and what you're doing, maybe two to five years, I would probably stay commissioned or working for somebody. So you did have that guidance because I think that the worst case scenario would be your new and something happens that has never happened to you before and you don't know what to do and you have nobody there to help you. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely something to be said for those years working underneath someone or working in a salon where there's other people whose brains you can pick. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I remember going from being, I, I never did commission, I did rental. So I never really had that huge overhead um, of the commission. But um, I, I do see, why people stay commissioned because of a little bit of that fear. And it's like kind of like a security blanket. You don't ever have to worry about running out of your back bar. You don't have to worry about, I mean, really anything. Your lights are always going to be on. You're always going to have your salon sisters as companions if you need anything. But for people who want to break away, I always say hire a really good accountant and they'll take care of all the, the, the confusing money pieces for you. They'll help you with your taxes. They'll help you with if you, I mean, they'll really help you with that if you want, if you want to give them a, okay, this is what I need you to do. I want you to pay all of these bills. And then at the end of the, the month, tell me how much I have. You can even tell them to put a thousand dollars a month into your savings. I mean, accountants are, are there. They'll do whatever you want them to do. You're paying them. Um, okay. So what, can you explain a little more in depth what it is that you do? Um, in, well, I'm a colorist first and foremost, and I have been a colorist for, I've been doing hair for a long time, uh, 15, 16 years. Wow. So I have been a colorist for probably about seven of those years. So not the whole time I started off just cutting hair and eventually I started doing hair color when I worked in another salon where they needed you to do both hair color and cutting. And then I fell in love with doing hair color. Mm -hmm. So I started working behind. So when I started my own studio, I was still using all these techniques that were taking five, six, seven hours. And I didn't have an assistant and I wasn't double booking. Right. So because I didn't want that stress and I didn't want all these people in my studio at once and all of that pressure, I just wanted a really Zen kind of environment for my clients where it's one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, I have to find a way to make my timing shorter. Like I have to figure out ways to simplify this process because a lot of it doesn't make sense to me. Why do you go through all, why are you stressing yourself out doing all this? There's gotta be 
easier ways to get this done. And I felt like I was overthinking as many people do in the industry, um, in many industries, in most industries, and they end up making more work for themselves. So what I did was I developed, um, I developed a series of techniques that give really amazing results, but they cut timing down dramatically. And that's what I do. Um, From there, I started sharing my work on Instagram and I started sharing my work on Facebook and just putting it out there into the world, knowing that it was probably going to get some criticism because it was against the norm. Yeah. Um, And it did get a little bit of criticism at first um, and it still does. And that's okay. That's, that's totally normal. I'm cool with that. If you put yourself out there, I think it's something you just have to be cool with the fact that not everyone's going to love you. And what you do. Um, so what I did was I started sharing it and people became really interested in it, in the techniques I was using and started asking me so many questions and if I could teach classes, but I didn't have time to go fly places to teach classes. So I started, um, so I started creating some online courses and those really took off. People loved them. And then they wanted more and more and more. Teach me how to do this. Teach me how to do this. And so from that, my Slice Squad membership was born where they're getting access to all of my classes, monthly Zoom calls with me. Um, so they do monthly Zoom calls with me. They learn all of my techniques. I give them the mindset coaching. I give them the business coaching. Um, and that's what I do. It So it's a monthly, yearly, or six-month subscription that uh, people do. And that takes up a lot of my time, but I'm, it's so fulfilling. I love watching people uh, change their careers in a positive way and just cut their timing, be able to take four clients a day where they would only be able to take two if they weren't double booking. So yeah. I think it's great. I, for, I can't speak for other people, but as for myself, I find myself obsessed with anything that has to do with creative business. So creative business courses, how, how different people run their companies. I'm actually, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of, um, Susie school. Has that, does that ring a bell? No, it doesn't. Okay. So it's this woman and she lives in Colorado and she's still kind of newer, but she teaches, basically it's a creative business course that teaches you how to grow your business and how powerful social media is. I think we are going to be focusing on social media, but we go over color palettes, um, uh, consistency. You know, I don't exactly know, obviously I haven't taken the class yet, but I think it make it gets me so excited. It makes me even feel like like a zoom of adrenaline when I'm hearing you say that, because even though I don't do hair, I would love to take your course because you're talking about the business side. So do you have a course that doesn't necessarily include maybe the hair side, just the biz, the creative business portion of this? So absolutely. What now I do. And because there was that need out there. So I started this for hairstylists exclusively and what ended up happening was I got so much interest in it from people who weren't hairstylists that yeah. I'm working on, not launched yet, but I'm working on okay. doing one that's really just for business and mindset. Okay. Um, and so my hairstylist members will get access to both, but then mm-hmm. you'll have the mindset members who are going to get access to the mindset stuff and the business stuff and not the hair stuff. So um, I'm going to have two basically <clears throat> separate memberships. Yeah. So not yet to answer your question. Yeah. Not yet, but yes, um, hopefully by December, you know, sometimes things take longer than you want them yes, to. Yes, I do. And you know what? We work with PR people. We work with designers. We work with web um, uh, uh, graphic designers. So uh, girl, I know it, 
it's like, hurry up to wait, hurry up to wait. Cause it kind of goes, has to go through the line. And sometimes you're like, no, no. And it has to go all the way, start over. We're in that, we're in that starting over phase. I'm like, God damn it. I just want to be done. So you have online courses as well, correct? I do. I just have very basic online courses and we're working on um, our business course and working on a more in-depth our, so we have our online courses for lashes and it's just very basic. It's, um, teaching basic techniques and y- you know, with probably with hair too, each step really takes like 30 to 60 seconds. So we have, um, I want to say like probably 10 to 12 steps. Our videos are like under six minutes because we're just showing the tactical, um, uh, techniques for each step, but I want to do a video with me describing everything, which I know a lot of people don't necessarily like or need. Um, so that's what we're working on for our specific lash courses, but I'm going to be starting a, um, a business course, just like a basic business course, focusing on, on how to, I guess, kind of like the Susie school, more of a creative business course where I focus on telling, teaching people how to grow their business you know, common mistakes that I made. Um, I've been in the industry for, I think I'm, I just got April mid, mid or beginning April. I welcomed myself into my 19th year. So it's about time I teach, you know, somebody and make money off of it. Because for me, I just tell people all of this information and I was like, you know, I probably could make, um, I could probably make something off of this. And so a year and a half ago, I started putting together my business course and it's just, it takes so much focus to actually sit and I'm, you know, I haven't worked on it for a week, but I'll go like where I'm like every day for three, three weeks. And then I take a break because I lose motivation and I have to have that creative passion and drive to actually do something. Or I just think it looks so colorless and flat when people are reading it. And I like to put my personality in something and I can see all over your page. Your personality is just splattered all over everything, which I love because this is what's going to make you different from everybody else. Right. Absolutely. That's so important. Yeah. Um, okay. So what, so you te- what in your course, what exactly do you teach or rather what exactly do you feel like this course that's not entirely finished yet? What can people expect? Because this is going to be huge. Yeah, it is going to be huge and I'm really excited about it. So basically, um, the people who are going to be able to join are going to get access to a bunch of my courses and a lot of them are mindset. So some of them already exist and some of them are going to be coming in the future. So some of those classes are, you know, about building up your, building up your clientele. If you're in a service industry Mm -hmm. about, um, even retail, which is such a boring thing, but it, but it's, it's so important because it's that class is called pay your rent with retail Oh um, yeah, because yeah, that's how I pay my salon rent every, I pay yeah. it with my retail sales, yep. um, exclusively. So I teach people how I do that. Um, I teach people how they could expect to make a six figure income working in the service industry, um, and what those numbers look like and what that would take and how to make that a reality. And, also how to use social media, the mindset. So um, one of them is overcome your limiting beliefs. Another one of them is the power of visualization, uh, gratitude. There's going to be all kinds of classes out there. Uh, the 
importance of taking action. And then there's going to be monthly Zoom calls as well. And um, we'll have a different topic every month that we go over. So each month it will be a new course, either mindset or business and a monthly Zoom call with me. Okay. I have a, a possible favor. Okay. So I just was introduced to this high school and they're looking for mentors. So I'm mentoring a group of 10 to 12 they're actually all girls. I was hoping there was going to be some boys, but it's all girls. And they're all seniors in high school. And we're going to be talking about um, how to, they, these are girls that want to start in the cosmetology um, area. So I'm a cosmetologist. I did hair. I've done nail. I mean, I've basically done everything in the industry and I ended up um, finding my niche in lashing. So I'm going to be mentoring these girls I have one of my um, really good friends that I actually met through doing a podcast. Um, she's going to be in one of my um, Zoom meetings with them and teaching them how to build their uh, social media, media uh, business on social media. But I would love if we could steal like 30 minutes of your time to give them something. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I know you're creative, but if you want to sleep on it, that would be so cool to have a really special guest for each um, Zoom meeting. They're all Zoom meetings. And um, if you could sleep on it and maybe think of something, if you want to do like the power of uh, visualization, like you're saying, or mindset, something to get these kids motivated because they're about to graduate high school next June and they really want to get into this industry. And you know what's cool? It can set them up to take your course when they're finished um, or I mean, even in cosmetology school. Uh, absolutely. I'd be really happy to do that. I think that's so nice of you to do. Thank you. You know what's, and I feel like, you know, when you move on to that, I, I don't know, are you, you're, you're, you share your place. So you're only, I'm assuming part-time. I on, mean, on class. So we have a big studio. We have one of the bigger ones. So we can work at the same time and each take one client at a time. So sometimes we are in the studio together. Um, at this point, I because just because of how much the online business took off, I'm only working three, four days a week. So okay. and I'm not working weekends anymore. So that's exactly where I am. I'm very, very part-time. I'm actually I was talking to my boyfriend. I think I'm going to wean, wean down to one evening and one day because we have, we have online retail store. So I'm sure you know how much, oh my God, how much time that takes. We're actually in the process of putting together a list of hiring an assistant so that they can do just the easy monotonous things that just take time that anybody can do. Um, but man, I, um, I just, what are your tips for that about hiring somebody like your first hire? Like my first hire about, you mean the interview process? Like what? Yeah. Like how do you hire somebody? How do you hire somebody regarding an assistant or a hairstylist or what? I'm talking about assistant. I'm looking for somebody to help me with probably my social media, like responding to messages. Cause I'm sure that you know how lengthy of a process that can be in it. Absolutely. Um, responding to emails and doing like the busy work in the warehouse. Like we hand stamp all of our mailers when we mail something. So it looks like it came, you know, it was hand stamped with love. Um, and there are just like a little, uh, uh, quite a few little things that we need to prep for shipment, but I want this person to be somebody that I can mold into 
possibly taking over a lot of my responsibilities when I feel like they're ready for it. But I don't know the first thing about hiring somebody and what to look for, questions to ask, what to look out for for somebody that has a personality trait where, oh my gosh, if they do this, you don't want them. Yeah, I think that that's really, I think that that is really a difficult thing. Um, But I, so I find most people on um, Upwork, but it's a little bit different when you're looking, because most, because people who work for me are virtual. Um, So I don't have any real employees. They're all contractors and they're all virtual and they're people that I have found on Upwork. So I've read their resumes, you know, I've corresponded with them and I'm like, okay, this person is a good match for me. And we'll have interviews. But what I'm always asking is, you know, basically number one, I want to see if they're if they understand what what I'm doing, if they really have like a deep understanding of what um, this operation is, if they're willing to grow, if they just have that ambition to them. I feel like you can sense that. Yeah. Um, cause that's something that's important to me that they have that excitement and the enthusiasm and the ambition, but also that they're, um, that they're picking up in areas that I actually lack. So for me, organization is an issue. Same. So I would be looking for somebody who's more on the organized side. Like I don't need somebody to do the things that I'm strong at. I need somebody to, to do the things that I'm not strong with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same. I know it, it's so funny because I feel like in my 20s, I was a powerhouse, man. I was so organized. All of my taxes, everything, my house was organized. Anytime I would move, all of my pictures would be up on my wall within the first week. Every My, my daughter's room would be perfect. Our closet would be color-coordinated. And now, I mean, I look back and I think it's also because I had a whole heck of a lot responsibility and you know heavy weight on my shoulders. But I used to love doing that. And the things that I used to be um, I would say mass have, would have mastered. Now I'm like, I dread it. I'm like, I don't want to do my laundry. I don't like my taxes. I hate fucking doing it. I've been doing them for almost 20 years. I don't want to do it anymore. You know? So it's like, how do you motivate yourself to do things that you just don't fucking want to do anymore? Oh, it's so hard. I know. I, uh, I, well, number one, I've like mastered the art. I feel like when you get to a place where you can delegate to other people, that's such Mm -hmm. a, freaking Mm -hmm. blessing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've learned to kind of like let go of things and actually give them to other people that I don't want to do because why am I doing so many things that I don't want to do when there's so Mm -hmm. many things I do want to be doing? Like that's a goal that you would want to be working toward in life, you know? Yes. Um, and so I, I, you know, I try to delegate more to other people and, Sometimes if I'm not feeling motivated to do certain things that I know that I actually still have to do, I need a little bit of motivation. I listen to a podcast. I, re- yes. I listen to an audio book, something that really pumps me up and gets me going because it's really easy to lose motivation in general. Yeah. I find that if I'm not constantly feeding my brain with things that are beneficial, that I totally I'll end up in a slump and I'm like, what happened? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you weren't, you haven't been reading. You haven't been listening to podcasts. You haven't been exercising. That's what happened. Yeah. It's so easy to fall off track. And Nikki, do you have kids? No kids. Okay. I have two children. My oldest daughter is, uh, she's almost 16. She actually lives with her dad. So now my 16 year old, amazing, or almost 16 year old, amazing, wonderful helper isn't here. (laughs) Shit. We're pretty loosey goosey about where, you know, if she wants to move back here, she can move back here. But 
I think her, her friends just live closer to her dad's house. So, you know, high school, that's the most important. So as long as she has good reason and she's doing good in school, that's fine. But I'm like, come back. (laughs) I I have my six-year-old who is actually a really easy kid, but I, I could turn the TV on and stick the TV on. I swear she would be, I'd walk out, she'd pour herself a bowl of cereal. She could get herself a snack, but it's like, I can't (laughs) like, I can kind of ignore her all day while I do this. It's so unfair. So thank you for that advice. I need to start delegating and I really need to start honing in on that. That was also great advice. Somebody that's good at doing things that I'm not good at because I wasn't thinking like that. I want them to do the things that I do this. They can take over, but no focus on the things that I don't like doing or that I am just not good at and make, make that their strong points because we don't, of course, employees, they don't, they don't always last forever. They move on and they do their own thing, but I would love to have an employee that I can train that we can keep. And as our business grows, their pay grows. And like, of course, in my, naive mind. I'm like, we're going to hire somebody and she's just going to be with us forever. And we're just going to pay her well. And what if she has dreams and aspirations and wants to move to New York and do hair? Like, I'm like, no, (laughs) no, you can't do that. (laughs) I'm so scared to, to pour my heart into somebody and, and just have them come as this perfect moldable, um, so collages, personal assistant. And then, you know, when it's time for them to move on and spread their wings, I'm going to be devastated. I feel like it's going to be like losing a child. <laughs> I know. I totally get that. I, I, I have a tendency to get attached. <laughs> yes. yes. And then it's like, well, anyways, I just need to get over that part of a business because I know that people need to move on and they need growth and, you know, yeah, it's Get just something, it's a risk, not a, not even a risk. It's just something that needs to be factored in every time you take someone on. And it's nothing, you know, it's nothing personal, but yeah. everybody, you know, has their own life goals and their own life plans. And sometimes those are changing, you know? Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. And, and I couldn't understand more because I'm constantly changing. I, we like move, we do this. I just make these, you know what, fuck it, decisions. And I am all for taking risks. I love taking risks. It excites me, of course, as long as it's not going to affect my family, bottom line, you know, no, we're not going to go broke or anything, but I love taking risks. We just moved four hours away. I completely started over my clientele and I am loving this extra time because now I've decided, like I had said before, I'm only going to be in the salon, I think one evening and then one daytime so that I can still um, give the behind the scenes business my attention and get motivated and, and stay motivated and just be in the zone. I, I, ha- I have a hard time if I have any distractions and I'm in the zone, if my, my concentration is broken, sometimes I can't get back in. Whereas I'm like, if I would have just not been distracted, I could have gone six hours easy, you know? I know. I totally get that. You just want to like lock yourself in a cage or something. Yes. Yes. Oh gosh. Okay. So bought a house like up in the mountains and sometimes I just need to take, I'm like, I need to go up there for a week Yeah. because nothing, there's no distractions there and I get so much more done. So I totally understand. Yeah. And it's like, like your business course that you're trying, if you could, if you could get in the mindset, because that is like you said, you're going to have a whole mindset area. That is the biggest thing. If you can get into the mindset and figure out what it is that helps you get into the mindset. Like in one week you could have this course annihilated. You could be done, but it's just finding that thing that puts you in that mindset and then finding that week. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have that week planned right now um, for the next, you know, it's in, I think two weeks from now, I'm like, you know, I told my wife, um, we're, let's go up to our other house for mm -hmm. a week because she can work from home as well. Um, and let's, let's just go get the, let me get this done. I just need, I just need to be there. You know, yeah. I need yeah. to be in nature. I need to be there. I need to be in that mindset. Yep. You know, it's funny because I think we're leaving, or not we're, I am leaving in about two weeks to do the Susie school. And I'm like, I have to be in the mindset. I have to like meditate on the way to the airport or something because I am going to utilize these hours that I am sitting on a plane by myself and I have to work on it. You know, it's like, get there, get there, get there, just do it. I'm not going to have internet. I'm not going to pay for the Wi-Fi. I'm going to just focus and try and get as much done as I can. Cause I think it's like a five hour flight and I have a layover. So I think it's actually like six to six and a half hours. So I just, I have to figure out how to do this. I'm going to have to meditate on the way to the airport or something. Wait, so where is it? It's in Colorado, but I have a layover. So we're, I'm in Reading. So I have to fly to San Francisco and then out to Colorado. So I have, a, I have like a bit of a wasted, probably three hours. Oh, wow. See, I wasn't even realizing this was an in-person thing. It is. Oh my gosh. This, you've got to check it out. Even I think that you would be incredible, not that you need it, but just to have another tribe of women who are just like you and who you can, you, like I, I'm, I've befriended quite a few of these women and done podcast interviews with them. And um, I've really focused on the ones that have inspired like a spark in me and figured out like, like how to connect with certain women. And I know I'm not going to have a connection with everybody, but just to have that, that group of women who everybody's coming from all different walks of life. And we had even talked on the group of like, Hey, maybe we could do like a yearly or every other year, you know, get together and just check in with each other and do like a quote unquote business meeting, a meetup and weekend. And I just, just, I would like to have as many people who are beneficial in my life and who I am equally as beneficial to them and this is that first group of women who I'm going to have that are just like me. And it's just cool. Yeah. I'll send you the info on it. It's so cool. I think it's the, the course is 5,000 and it's a three-day course. The evening before you have um, a dinner with everybody, you have a private chef the entire time you're there. Um, and you go over everything from color palettes to um, she has you write a, um, a business plan. And she said, you will not leave my place with, without a business, a full 100% complete business plan that you are not proud of and excited about. That is my guarantee. And that I lack direction sometimes because I didn't go to school. I, I didn't go to business school. I did a little bit of college. I never even got my AA and I need this. I need this so bad. And I hear about your course. And I'm like, I need this. I just need people's advice and opinions. And if, if there's something I've learned, which I'm sure you can relate to this too, when you take courses on like, um, uh, you know, when you were younger and you're like, I want to take a course that teaches me how to get right down to the root and never get, never get, um, uh, leaks out, you know, like, so you have cheetah sprints, uh, cheetah prints, but even if you take 10 different classes, I have found if I can learn one tiny little thing from each course, um, it's worth it because that one tiny thing can shave off 10 minutes. And then, Oh, I just found another thing that shaved off 15, Oh, five. Now you're at like 30 minutes almost that you mm -hmm. shaved off from these three different courses where other people, I have heard people complain and be like, I didn't learn anything. I'm like, well, yeah, you did because 
I saw that you did this and now you do that. And that's going to save you 30 minutes on your full set. And they're like, Oh, I never, I never thought of it that way. You know? So if, even if I learned this teeny tiny thing or like the spark, how I get my motivation, I like, I am in that mode where I just actually I'm always in that mode. I just want to absorb whatever you have to give and I want to take it and do something with it. And I know how fulfilling it is to have a student and you see where they are. And then you check in in six months and you're like, Holy, you actually, I can tell that you did it versus, you know, the other six girls who didn't do shit and they look like they've plateaued. And then they're like, wah, wah, but I'm a good student. If you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. Oh, absolutely. I'm forever a student. That's the, that's the philosophy. Uh, I mean, there's just something to learn from every single person that you meet in your life. I know. I know. Okay. So what are three common mistakes that you see people make when opening a business that you say, oh, they're not going to last? Three common mistakes that I see when people open up a business. Um, Number one mistake is having no, like not knowing what their goals are. Okay, not no having written down goals. Um, I think that that's such an important thing. Most people don't write down their goals and they really, really should because if you're just out there kind of flailing your arms, not knowing where you're heading or where you would like to be, yeah. it's going to be pretty difficult to hit any kind of benchmark or to yeah. meet those goals. Absolutely. Perfect. That's a really, that's great advice. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, the other thing is definitely definitely biting off more than they can chew in the beginning. You know, like I'll see people take out these gigantic loans to start up a business. Um, and it's just more than they'll be able to pay back. Like they didn't think about it logistically, how they would be able to, or how long it's going to be able to take them to be pay that back. I'm not against taking out loans for business, but less, but less is definitely more like less overhead. I always tell people if you can, the less overhead you can have the better, you know? You know, I, that's, I love that. I love that you just said that because I had, when I very first opened my, um, the first salon, um, I had an accountant that was literally right next door and she took her hands and she said, I just, because I, I actually went to high school with her daughter. We're the same age. And she said, I just want to give you advice. I know you didn't ask for it, but I'm hoping that you build your business like this. And then she put her hand in an upwards triangle and she said, and not like this, and then kind of put it downwards. And she said, what I mean by that is I hope that you don't, because she knew I, I, I had no debt when I started. She knew I saved to open it. I hope that you know how important it is to always build your business from what you have rather than borrowing from what you don't have, because a business is stressful enough. If you have debt on top of a business that's not going well, you will be so overwhelmed and it is easy to, to, to give up. So I, when I, in my business course, I don't even talk about taking a loan because I talk, I, I do not think taking a loan is a good idea. I think that once you're in a business, okay, things arise. Okay. That that's fine. But if, if you can, save, I say like, once you hit five to 10,000, then you can start planning to open your business because then you know, what's legit. You're actually sticking with what you say you're going to do. And five to $10,000 doesn't get you shit when you're opening a business. A lot of people don't realize how much $10,000 really isn't like just my bed, Nikki, 2,500 bucks plus shipping plus tax. So I'm at like 3,300 bucks with everything. My shipping fee just for my bed, you know? So they don't realize that. Okay. Um, 
internet. Internet's double when it's a business. And okay, then you have to think, okay, do I want internet to where other people can log in? How many employees am I going to have? Double that because that's how many clients. So you have to, like when I was looking at internet, we ended up deciding not to have people log in um, because the internet cost was going to be like $560 to have 15 people be able to log in at one time, you know, without slowing the internet down for me. So I decided not to do that because it just wasn't in my budget. And I think that a big mistake, um, biting off more than you can chew, like you're saying, is people do little things like that. Like, okay, we'll just do the internet, whatever. And then they have this $560 internet bill that they have a two-year contract with now. And then everybody that you had, half of the people go, oh my God, we love you. Thank you for everything you've done. We've decided to open up our own salon. Now you have three people that just left together. And you still have this bill that you got for them <laughs> and their clients. And you're like, oh, perfect. Great. <laughs> so right. yes, don't bite off more than you can chew and make sure that what you're doing is for you because you're the only one that's going to be there at the end of the line when shit goes south, you know? Absolutely. Um, so my brother, interestingly enough, is in venture capital. And when I first started my studio, he said, I think that that's a really great thing you're doing. I was like, and then I'm going to open this huge salon. I was like, this, this is just, I, I went in and I was like, after I filled up my book so quickly and I'm like, I'm, I want more. I'm like, I yeah. want bigger. Yes. And, and he just goes, I know you didn't ask me for my advice. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down. He goes, the biggest mistake I see business owners do is get themselves in loads of debt because they, ex they see this success and they expand too quickly. Yeah. Yes. And they've got all this overhead. You know, um, I, I made that same mistake. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to like, to, to look at what you have and, and say, wow, this is success. Like my, my very first salon we had, let me think here. One, we had two, three rooms and then one, two, three, four, five, six stations. And we were full within six months. So I was like, how you were saying, I was like, we need, now we can add hair. So we added hair and we got to the point where I didn't, I think it's always helpful. Like you said, to write down what your goals are to also write down everything that your new ideas and see it. Because what I didn't see was that I now had 17 renters. And another word for renter is somebody who's self-employed, who thinks that they're their own boss because they are, but kinda. So I had 17 girls, three of which didn't get along. Okay. So I'm con every time I would see one of their names pop up instantly, I had a stomachache anxiety. What now? Oh, she, you know what? She gave me a rude fucking look and I don't appreciate it. I'm like, I don't know. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You know? And so in a sense, like emotionally, really, really think about it because I was making great money, but I had a lot of responsibilities. And at the end of the day, I said, this isn't worth my fucking soul and my sanity. And I ended up selling the hair side. And, um, that, yeah, that was that. I, I, I think that there are people that have the capability to successfully uh, manage that many people. And I thought that I was that person. And then I had my second baby and I realized you, you can own a business, but you have to have somebody who is that median um, person who has no attachment to anybody who can be the mediator and sit and say like, okay, but you have to pay somebody to do it. 
And then if I were to hire somebody, it wouldn't be worth having that side. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, okay, now I'm not only making this much off of that side. So it's not even worth it. Exactly. So that's just such a huge factor. That's why I ended up, I'm like, you know what? I have a really good thing going here. My profit mm -hmm. margin is really high. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my rent is, well, this all goes into my profit margin is high. I don't have employees. Mm -hmm. I don't think I really want to deal with a bunch of hairstylists and all these people uh, working for me that maybe don't get along with each other. Or maybe yeah. are going to pull out sick, whatever, you know, all stuff that I'm like, that's, that's not for me. So I'm like, so I took my business, I built up my business beautifully behind the chair. Um, my profit margin was great. And that's mostly what I focus on teaching other people to do if they want to go out independently. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm happy. And then, you know, I started my online business with no, uh, with no capital or loans or anything like that either. So I was able to just go all in on that. Yeah. And what's the rush you guys, if you want to start a business, slow and steady wins a race. These things are sayings for a reason. If you just jump into something because you think it's a great idea and somebody else did it and you you could do that too. It's like, it's a recipe for disaster, you know? Yeah. Okay. What's, what's a third mistake that you see people make? Oh, I see so many people get so caught up in the details, like yeah. every single detail, perfectionism. That's what it is. Yeah. Perfectionism is such a killer when it comes to starting your business or starting whatever venture you're going to do. Having mm -hmm. that mindset where I can't, I can't open it until everything is absolutely perfect, or I can't start this until everything is perfect, or I can't start it until okay, maybe in two years when I, when my, when my kid is six years old and yeah. this, and uh, this happens and this happens and I get this figured out, then I can start. I'm always like, no, go, just listen, listen, just start, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just start. Don't get so caught up in the details that you're not taking any action at all. That's what I see so many people do. Um, yeah, true. And I noticed that you were, when you were talking, I realized that most, and I know this to be true, most of the successful people I know are, they're action takers. They're not afraid to take risks. They're yep. not afraid to yep. take action. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Do it. May have a plan, plan for it properly, execute it. And when you hit your, you, I'm, I'm a very visual person. I have to write it down and I have to look at it. And so I'm like, Sometimes when you write a business plan down, you look at it and you're like, oh my God, thank God I wrote that down because Jesus, that would have been a disaster. That would have been an expensive mistake. I would have pissed a bunch of people off and, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the thing about perfectionism, I think that social media, it tricks us into thinking that everybody's business is perfect because of course nobody posts the part of their floor that actually got chipped and destroyed by one of their clients dogs that pissed on it and they didn't see it. And it sat, you know, we, we only see what, My dog, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, yeah. We only see what we want people to see. So we have this false narrative that you're, you're right. Everything needs to be perfect. And the thing is, if you open up the perfect business, somebody's going to spill their coffee on your white couch and you've instantly entered the territory of not perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. And be willing to fail and be willing to learn from that. That's huge. Yeah. I, I am so, I, I am working on being good at going with the flow. I, it is not my strong point. And you have to be like that when you own a business, but I am talking to, so I, we moved up to um, Northern California 
and I ended up working in a salon because I didn't think that that would be smart to just open a place, you know, willy nilly when I don't have any clients. So I have been with her since end of June. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to, for my own space. And we were, we we're talking about opening up a place together and just talking to you. I think that I am biting off more than I can chew. And I think that I'm going to tell her, I just still can't do it right now. I can't do it right now. Oh my God. And like, everything's going to be closing down again. I'm like, Oh my God, I guess we go purple this week, which means we're like the highest, um, uh, risk. And I'm like, dude, this is too risky to open up another business. I'm too scared. I didn't realize that everything was closing down again. Well, uh, um, just here, just in, it's uh, Shasta County. But the thing is, I'm like, I'm like 50, 50 about this. I'm like, uh, of course, I don't want anybody to get sick. I don't want my children to get sick. I don't want to get sick. I don't want anybody that I know to get sick. But I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, where are all the sick people? I work at a busy salon. Not one of our clients know anybody that's sick. Not one of us has been sick. Not one of our clients' clients, uh, family members know anybody who's sick. So I'm like, what is, where, where are they? Mm-hmm. Why? We're such a small county. We're tiny, Nikki. And I'm like, where are they? If right. that's the truth, like why I don't know. And I don't want this to be political. And I'm sorry if this offends anybody because I don't want anybody to be sick or get sick or, you know, I'm, I, I think everybody, I'm like, (laughs) I've learned a lot about politics over this. It's like, I think that I think it's safe to say that I'm a libertarian. I just want to do what I want to do. Please don't tell me what to do. I I won't tell you what to, I won't judge you for doing what you, let's just all do our own thing and pay our bills and be happy. (laughs) You know, I totally understand that viewpoint. God. Yeah. Okay. So talking about business, I think that there's such a huge difference in building a business and building a culture. What would you say? How have you built your culture aside from your business? My culture. Um, so I think that's an interesting word. I don't have them. Like I said, I don't have employees, so I don't know if my business necessarily has a culture. Um, but I could, I mean, I could speak to if by culture, you mean like the lifestyle that I've cultivated by having my business. I don't like, I mean the vibe of your business, like the, the, the what, how have you built what you want your clients to feel when they come to your page, when they come to your salon, how have you been able to build that and perfect that? Oh, for me, I think that mine is so different from so many other people. I'm really real. I'm so honest about pretty much everything in my life. I'm really open. Um, everything's, everything is chill. Everyone, everyone gets along. I, people feel like they could talk to me and I'm incredibly honest with people. So I think just having that authenticity is huge and that I don't want people to get caught up in perfectionism. And that's, that shows, I guess. Yeah. What do you feel like the vibe of your salon is? Are you more boho? Are you more modern? So we started, that's really interesting that you asked that because we started off feeling really bohemian, right? Yes, love it. And, and we are, Tatiana and I, who I share the studio with, we are, I mean, it's called Wildflower Hair Den. We are kind of like bohemian women, but at the same time, we're also like covered in tattoos and sort of a urban kind of, kind of ladies. So I think that we're at a point now where we're starting to kind of like transition our little space into something maybe a little bit 
a cross between bohemian and urban and uh, industrial kind of to match our personalities more. Yeah, I love it. And it's so funny because you guys, you do have that urban vibe, but it's not dark. It's not too, like I know a lot of salons that go with that urban vibe, they do a lot of dark, um, um, like darker colors. And I don't really see that too much. I think you have a really nice blend of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not super dark, but then at the same, I don't know right now we're in the process of kind of like revamping that and figuring it out. Cause we both are kind of, uh, we have very similar styles, which is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. But we've changed in the past three years, you know, like yeah. we just, we changed from the beginning. We were very, very like bohemian, flirty, flowery kind of things. And now things are getting a little bit more, uh, a little bit more sassy, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Does your, do you guys have a, um, a, a business page for your uh, salon? So we don't actually. Oh. We, we both, we each like deal with our own books, our own products, our own everything. We book our own clients. So um, we don't have actually a shared business page. Interesting. Okay. Who, I want to follow your business partner, your friend. Who is she? Yeah. So she's T Wildflower. Oh, oh, you guys are both wildflower. And is your business called wildflower? It's wildflower hair done. Oh my God. That's so cute. She goes by T wildflower and I go by Nikki wildflower. That's so cute. I even remember I asked you, is that your last name? (laughs) I know so many people ask me that. I'm like, I wish. God, what a cool last name, huh? I know. I think about changing my last name to wildflower all the time, but then I'm like too much. Is that too much? No, I don't think so. Would your wife change hers too? Probably, but at the same time, she's like, in, she's in corporate America. So it's like, yeah, okay. Allison Wildflower, I'm not sure about it. You know, but you could do your middle name. That's true. That's or you true. could do a second middle name if you like your middle name. I think that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, okay. How do you find, like, well, we already went over interview process. Let's see. Personal assistant. Do you have a personal assistant? I don't. You you do everything. Oh my God. Well, I know that you delegate, but like a personal assistant's nice in my mind. I'm like, I could tell them how I would like them to delegate. (laughs) You know, you just, wow. How do you do it all? I no, literally I need an assistant so badly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, I need an assistant so badly because I, sometimes I'm just like, wow, I am so overwhelmed. Yeah. Do you, uh, have you ever found your Enneagram number? Yes, I'm a seven. Oh my God, I'm a seven too. You're a seven? Yes, yes. That's so hey. funny. I could totally tell. I could see that. Yes, because I, when you said you were unorganized, I was like, I wonder if she's a seven. And I try so hard and I'm like, organize all of it. And I look at it and I'm like, what the hell? I made it worse. I'm just we're like a- big picture people, I feel. Yeah. Is, I'm trying to remember, hold on. What is my boyfriend? What's your, what's your wife? She never took the Enneagram, but have you ever taken the, um, like the Myers-Briggs? No, I'm writing that down. How do you spell that? Myers like the lemon? Yeah. Myers-Briggs, B-R-I-G? Yeah. No, B-R-I-G-S. what is it? Double G, yes. Oh, double G, okay. What, what is that? Uh, well, that's just like the, six, the 16 different personality types. Like, so mine's ENTP, which means I'm like the inventor, but I don't like getting caught up in the details. So like, that would be where somebody, you would hire somebody to fill in those gaps. I think it's, um, and someone was saying like, maybe when you hire someone, you should have them take that Enneagram test because a seven shouldn't hire a seven. Yes. Okay. So that's exactly what I, okay. 
I just did an interview with somebody who is a personal coach and she focuses a lot on Enneagram numbers. And I was like, I asked her, I was like, what about like being in a relationship? If you want just, I'm like, what if you're at that point where somebody's like, I don't want to be mentally challenged. I know who I am. I know what I want. I don't want any type of struggle with a relationship if I can avoid it. She's like, your own number. You want to marry your own number. And I was like, really? Interesting. Because I think I drive myself crazy. Oh, that's really weird. My wife is definitely, we are not the same number. There's no way. Yeah. Well, my boyfriend and I are not the same number. And we we work well together when we are not together. <laughs> because I find myself micromanaging. And I think he's, I can't remember what his number is, but he's the controller. He likes to control everything. But part of me, I struggle with that. And then the other part of me, I was like, whatever, do it. You're better at it. I'm not even good at it. I don't even, I don't even know why I'm arguing with you about this. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 I totally get that. Um, I was listening to, there's someone, her name is Amanda Francis, I think. Yeah. Okay. Or is it Amanda Lee? I don't know, but who, somebody that I listened to one of their podcasts and I don't, it's one of those two. It's either an, the Angie Lee show or it's Amanda Francis. I don't know, but they were talking about Enneagrams and they're like, I'm a type seven and I definitely should not have a type seven working for me because you need somebody who's going to, yes, get along with you, but maybe like fill in some of those places where you, you have your weaknesses. So yeah. for type sevens, we're really creative usually. Yeah. Um, yep. So we're creative. We have all these ideas, big pictures. Um, yeah big picture thinkers and, but to have, to actually like sit down and execute the details yeah. is difficult. So. He, okay. My boyfriend's very organized. So I need somebody who's good at executing what yeah, I'm like. But also still create, also still creative. Yes. So I, okay. I'm great at ideas. I'm like, here's my idea. This is what I see. These are the details that I can think turn it into something magical. That's what I need. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think that might be a two. It might be a two. I'm okay. not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Don't, don't right. mark my words on that, but it's interesting to think about. Yeah. Hold on. I Imagine know. I'm like interviewing people. What's your Enneagram type? No, I think that, I think that that's wonderful. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I think. And they're like, I'm a seven and we would be like, oh, that's not going to work. Ooh, yeah. Please don't sue me for discrimination, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's just not going to work for me. So, okay. I just looked, my boyfriend is an eight. He's the active controller totally makes sense. And I think I'm looking at my friend really quickly because my friend Danielle might be a two or a three and we would work very well together. So, you know, Jenna Kutcher? Yes, of course. I think, I think she's a two. And I'm like, I would want her to work for me for sure. What is a two? The helper? No, I don't think that's it. She's a three. She's the achiever, I think. Okay, I'm looking. I'm trying to scroll. Oh, darn it, it's not. We're the, enthu we're the enthusiasts. That's what we are, seven enthusiasts? Yeah. I can totally, oh my God. I get That's so ramped up about an idea, but then I don't know how to finish it. It's like, right. it's like those people that start these amazing projects and then they never finish it. <laughs> That's me. I feel you, me too, me oh. too. That's and then, but then when you do finish it, then it's, then it's magic. But that's why I've learned to, so I started this website project and I was trying to do it all myself. And I was like, I'm never going to finish this. And I was like, you know what? Just hire somebody. That's what money is for. I'm going to hire someone. It, that is one thing that has been amazing to see with this retail company. You're like, I didn't realize how much money was out there. And right now we're in that phase where we're still putting a lot of it back into the business. And we just, um, 
we just got this warehouse. So we're completely, we gutted it down to uh, two by fours. So yeah. brand new drywall, everything. And that has been quite an expense. <laughs> but yes, I mean, absolutely. Now I get to make this exactly how I want it. And guess what it is? A freaking tax deduction. So Nikki, here's what my, okay, check this out. So I'm like, we're going to get to the point where we have a lot of extra money that we're going to need to either spend or we're going to have to pay taxes on it. I was like, I told my boyfriend, I was like, what if we bought a Victorian or what if we even built one from the ground up? Right. And if we built one, it would be kind of cool because we could have it more modern size. Right. Let's say it cost us $2 million. Okay. We built it as our SoCo headquarters. Okay. We can make it, I'm talking to take two years to build this thing. Exactly. From the tiny details of the, the metal pieces that hold the doors on, what are those called? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? To the floor, to the paint, to the shiplap, to the lighting, we could make it exactly how we want. And in eight years, because your taxes can only go back seven years, in eight years, let's quote unquote, sell it to ourselves, And we just created our dream house. And then we sold it to ourselves for dirt cheap after it was too far gone past the taxes. Is that not a brilliant fucking idea? That's so brilliant. Say you're the enthusiast. Okay, but and now can, I ask, can we pause this for one second? I yes, I, I just have, I I don't I know it's not ideal, but I have to step out for one second and no. I'll be nope. right back. Totally fine. Hi, I'm so sorry. Oh God, are you kidding me? Don't worry. You know, we're having uh, our our house renovated. We just had our kitchen redone, so they're they're here. So if you hear any background noise, I'm sorry. You know what's so funny? I um, we're having our pool put in, and um, they weren't supposed to start. He said he was like, it's going to be November. It could be the first. It could be the thirtieth. We're we're projecting that we'll be finished with our job before you between the first and the thirtieth. So he calls us on like. I don't know, like the 10th or something. And he was like, we have great news. We can start your poll tomorrow. And I was like, instantly like, oh my God, I have three interviews, uh, podcast interviews tomorrow. Oh my God. So I was like, okay. So day one, fine. A little bit of noise, but I was able to go in the back room, not hear anything. And then two days later, I'm in the back room and they, the guy starts jackhammering. I'm like, was mortified. But I was like, hey, oh God, I'm so sorry. It makes me look so unorganized. This was supposed not supposed to start. I already had this set. I didn't want to like reschedule you. Oh my God. I was so up. Like she couldn't see, but my face was like so red. And I'm like, oh, this is going to throw us off. I'm not going to be able to pick up where we left off. Oh my God. It's going to kill the vibe, but oy. don't worry. That's exciting though. I, I love remodels. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. 
Okay, I just have a couple more questions and I swear I'm, I will stop taking your time. Um, for anybody that wants to open up a business, do you think that anybody can open up a business or do you think that it really takes a personality type or what would you have to say about that? Because I don't really have an answer for that. I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, you know, the thing is, no, I don't think it is for everybody. Not everybody has an entrepreneurial mindset. There are people who are really cautious and not willing to take risk and want that security and comfort. And I think that that's okay. Yeah. Some and you know, are okay with simplicity and that's cool. Yeah. I, I struggled a lot with, um, I'm pretty sure about myself and confident, but I struggled with, because when, when I opened up my salon, a lot of the people that worked there were people that I knew. And I, I struggled tremendously with finding that sweet spot of, you know, I, I, you have to do what I say, but I have to, to implement this in a respectful way so that it doesn't ruin our friendship or so that you don't get pissed. But like, I'll, I'll give you the, the most awful example. So I was like at the end of when I ended up selling my business, I, I was just so burnt out on people expecting me to, to solve problems that weren't really my responsibility. And so it, for example, it was girls, they were using each other's stuff without asking permission. And, you know, we had gone over this several times. If you don't want them to use your things, lock it up. But here's the thing. If you want me to deal with this, then you either need to be my employee or you need to do commission. You chose to be self-employed so that you made more money. So this is your responsibility. I will talk to them, but this isn't really my place. I feel out of place doing this. And then I put it in another perspective and I said, what if you're renting a house, right? And the next door neighbor keeps picking your apples in your front yard and stealing them. Are you going to call your landlord? Or are you just going to go to your neighbor and be like, dude, what are you doing? Why don't you ask? You know, or are you going to throw a fence up so they can't take your apples? I mean, it, there's just this gray area to where people actually, it's not a gray area. I think that they want their cake and they want to eat it too. They want to make all their money, but they don't want to deal with the responsibilities that they don't feel like, and they can hang this over your shoulder. We're like, you're the owner. And my response was, I'm your landlord, sis. I, that's not my forte. That's your area. You rent, girlfriend. This is your business. It's like I explained, I'm the mall and you're the tiny store in the mall. If, something, if somebody steals something from you, it's out of my control. You need to watch your business more. Or right. the, I had a really hard time executing that. So what happened? I had one, two, three girls who I was like at my wit's end. And one of them was like my second mom. She was one of my best friend's moms growing up. And it was like the second or third time she was like, can I talk to you? And I'm like, and you know, I said, I got the stomach aches. So I'm like, oh my God, what now? And she's like, look, I know she's stealing my things, this and this and this and what, what, what. So I'm like, I have already talked to her twice about it. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I'm going to have another conversation with her. And she's going to say, no, I didn't. What do you why is she saying this? And so I'm like, okay, I found out something between the middle girl, right? So there was something that was supposedly taken and the middle girl sold her the, one of the girls something and didn't tell the other person, but knew that this person didn't steal it because she gave it to her, but she kept it to herself and watched them argue. And I was just fucking done. So what I did 
it was like three months of this, them arguing. So what I did was I went home and wrote everybody a 30 day notice. So all three of them got a 30 day notice and you wouldn't believe the lash, the, the, the lash back that I got from this. And I just said, I have tried every way to delegate and to, to solve this problem. It's not a problem that's going to be solved. And now you're on your own. I'm like, it's, I am your landlord and you're creating so much anxiety. I don't even, this isn't even a place that I like coming to work right now because every, nobody talks to each other. And then the two girls would be like, good morning. And then when the other girl would walk in, they would make her feel so uncomfortable by completely ignoring her. And one of the girls that had been with me the longest came to me separately and she said, you know me, you've known me for 20 years. What can I do? I don't want to leave. So I was like, you know what? You're the only person that's reached out to me. The other girls are being little, you know, brats. And I said, you can stay because I know deep down in my heart that you didn't do anything. And so I ended up letting her stay because she was the only one who came separately to me and asked, how do I fix this? And I thought that that was very brave of her. And, and then again, you get this huge lashback because you didn't even, you didn't make her leave. And I said, you know what? She was the only one that came to me separately and talked to me about it. And I don't know what I'm doing. I've never dealt with anything like this before, but it felt right to do that. And you guys just seem to be bullies and I don't want this in my salon. This is not the culture I'm trying to cultivate. And this is not the vibe that I need. When I come to work, I need to feel wonderful. This is my salon that I created and you're fucking killing my vibe, man. So that was devastating. And I I haven't talked to my friend's mom since she sent me a couple nasty text messages and, um, yeah. Oh, that's sad. Right. That's so sad. So, you know, and you know, the other girl that was involved, she just was a nasty, mean person. And I knew that about a month after, and I immediately was like, I told her friend that referred her to me. I was like, I think I made a mistake. And she was like, Oh, I didn't want to say anything because I, it's, you know, stepping on toes, but I think that you're right. And I'm like, well, what do I do? And she, I mean, she just was a problem from day one and you're so lucky. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I don't think I know myself and I know that I would be so overwhelmed with that type of stuff. Like I can feel I'm listening to you talk and I could feel that stress in my stomach. <laughs> yes. Yes. Imagine every, it was probably two or three text messages a week I got from either one of them. And I'm like, I, it was ruining my business for me, you know, and I knew that they were like talking really negatively about each other in front of each other, in front of each other's clients. And I'm like, what is, you guys are old enough to know better. And this is like, this is not only is it wrong, it's just mean. You guys are mean people. Mm-hmm. Bullies. Oh yeah, that's hard. Well, I, I, you know what, this is just reminding me. I don't think I want to open up that other salon. I just want to be by myself. Oh my God. It's freaking me out. I totally hear you on that. That is why I do not have a salon. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So what would be some last words of wisdom that you have for anybody who wants to grow their business, start a business, um, change their business, like uh, completely remodel the culture of their business? What do you have to say about that? Some, some advice. I want to say, go for it. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I want to say. I want to say, don't get so caught up in the little details that you don't take action. I think that's my number one word of advice. Just be willing to fail, be willing to take a risk and go for it and know that the potential is so great and you could figure it out as you go. 
Yeah. Like you definitely have a plan, definitely have goals, but a lot of it you can really just figure out as you go. And mindset is probably the most important thing behind all of it. So, and that's an exercise. It, to me, it's like going to the gym. So mm-hmm. I know that if I'm not listening to the right stuff and I'm not surrounding myself with the right people and I'm not um, doing what I need to do for my mind, then I will slack off and get out of that routine. So I make sure that I'm constantly feeding myself with things that are going to empower me to, for my business. That's so important. So yeah. I consider it like an exercise. And you know what? Done is better than perfect. And that's something that it took a long time to really, really accept because, you know, it's little things like when I go to Starbucks and they're out of straws, I'm like, how is Starbucks out of straws? I'm like, this makes me feel so good because right now we're currently out of our two products, our two best-selling products. We're out of them. I'm like, we, we plan so far in advance, we, we plan to have items on the shelves for double than what we need. And you just get to a point in your business where we had, I think we had a eight week supply sold out in uh, six days. And then we had them rush order um, a two week supply to hold us over until the others came two days gone. So it, even Starbucks can make, can make the, the the most simple basic mistake and i think that people are so hard on themselves myself included probably you as well to where Absolutely. you're like i disappointed thousands of people these i have these people that are like so pissed and 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 it's interesting because the longer i have a business the less offended i'm i'm getting i have i had like the, oh god this poor girl there was a mistake in her order and no, no, no. I don't think there was a mistake. She, two of the things that she ordered were out of stock. So I, I put like a handwritten note that's saying, I'm so sorry. Um, the items that you ordered will be in stock in two days. They'll be shipping out. Um, I'm so sorry for the um, delay. We wanted to send you at least what we had. It, it was like a, a 20 piece kit. And I think we we're missing two things, but I was still, I know how exciting it is to get something. And I wanted you to have the, the majority of it so that you could open it and play with it and touch it. But the other things will be shipping out in no more than two days. And then one of the items that she got was broken in the kit, in her kit, which, you know, when you ship things, it's completely out of your control, how people delegate, you know, your package. Um, and of course, anything that's broken, we are immediately, it's something we stop what we're doing. We write it down so that the, the moment we're in those items that need replacing get replaced and shipped out first above all orders. And, and the email I got was that you're such a small business. You, I'm so disappointed and ashamed. Um, you, you should know better for being a small business. I should expect nothing less than perfection. And you guys really fucked up. And I'm like, Whoa, it was like a really, really harsh email. And so I had to, I I started responding and I was like, nope, don't because you're emotional right now. So I waited and I think I responded like, I ended up saying just basically, you're right. You know, we should be perfect, but just, you know, I just want you to know that we're human and we make mistakes. And, you know, if anything's broken, we, like I said, what I told you, you guys are our number one priority. We fill your order before any new orders because we are, we, we want you to feel like you're important and that we value you as a person and you're not a number. And the, the missing products, I explained, like we just wanted you to have your your package 
the next day. We love shipping things out the next day instead of making you wait three days. And then I said, and, and in fact, actually it came the following day. So it's already on its way to you. You're probably going to re be receiving the other two products today, which she did. And I kind of just like poured my heart out a little bit and was like, we're, we're trying to be perfect, but you know, our, our business has doubled in the past, you know, two months and it's, we're just learning to pivot. And the response I got was, I am so sorry. And it was just wild how I just changed the whole um, vibe of, of how her, I changed how she was feeling about our company, you know? And it's like how much emotion that took. I'm like, I cannot do this with every email, which is in why I need to hire somebody. It just really takes a lot out of me when somebody's unhappy. And I, I think I even said like, I am really sorry that we spoiled um, what we want you to feel when you, when you order from us, I, we totally blew it and I'm so sorry. And man, it's like people expect you to be perfect. Wow. Taking that ownership is huge though. What you did, like you, you changed the dynamic of that relationship in a good way. Like you took something negative and turned it around. Yeah. But man, I'm telling you, Nikki, it is emotionally draining because uh -huh. you pour your heart and soul and time away from your family and money that you probably should have bought groceries, but you ended up buying the on sale chicken legs instead of the chicken that one week. Cause you didn't have the money. You know, you remember all of these things and you know how much, you, how, happy you want your customers to be. And when you get an email like that, you're like, it makes you second guess everything because it's, it's like, is this how it's going to be? Is this how, is this how it is? Oh my God. Oh, and it totally just like dings your confidence too, which is, yeah. and then when you don't have, so when you get an email like that, it really puts a dent in your confidence. It will, I feel like I'll get down on myself. Yes. One thing, one thing goes wrong and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not any good. Yes. It's like, it, it's like when you hear comedians talk, they're like, everybody could be wailing. And I'm focusing on that one person that keeps crossing his arms and rolling his eyes. And you're like, why am I, am I not good? It's true. It's just that one person that doesn't like you. And just like, for me, knowing that not everybody's going to be like, going to like our company. Not everybody's going to appreciate the things that we do. And some people are better with bigger companies. They just want their stuff. They just want to be a number. They don't want to be heard. They just want to order their stuff and they want to get it. And that's not how we run our business. We, we like, like, for example, I, I, I made a mistake on somebody's order. I shipped her the wrong glue. So I obviously right away reshipped it and she was so sweet about it. But I'm like, I rem and then she'd asked me for her tracking. I'm like, you know what? I remember you. Hold on one second. She was like, oh my God, you remember me? Because I, I try and look at everybody's name and where they live when I fill the order. And I know that the day is going to come where I'm not going to be able to do that. But, you know, right now we're getting maybe 25 to 35 orders a day. And I, I, ugh, I dread the day where I don't know who people are and it's coming. It's like we keep every month, uh, um, four to eight weeks, we double what we were before. So it's coming and makes me sad <laughs> which is incredible but it's also it's also sad but it's it's amazing that's great yeah. you should be really proud I'm I'm so proud and I remember how hard it was to start and man you know how many eyelash extension companies out there and like doing our research my um one of my cousins um got her associate's degree in business you know so she was like let's do a little um 
let's do a little uh, uh, research. And we found we're about number six. We're the sixth most successful lash company. And we've only been around for less than a year and a half. That's fucking That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. What a good feeling. Yeah. But I'm like, I oh that too. with my membership, I'm like, yes. what the hell? I just started that a year ago. And then I, every, you know, you'll get these little things will happen in the day to day that definitely like put a little ding in your confidence. Like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you sit down and you're like, so, well, one going into business, you need to be okay with that and be able to recover from those types of things. Yeah. Um, and, and learn how to kind of protect and safeguard your confidence and, and your motivation. But at the same time, like just taking that, just looking back and like realizing where you came from, like sometimes I'll set these really unrealistic goals for me for a year. And I'm like, Mm. and then if I don't meet them, I get down. And then I look at them and I'm like, are you out of your mind? I'm like, that's amazing what you did in a year. So um, I was listening to someone, I think it might've been Maybe Dean Graziosi or yeah, love him. Oh my God, we yeah, we are great. we are so a seven. We're so sevens. We're such sevens. I could feel that. <laughs> yeah, that's very exciting talking to another I seven. Because um, you get me, I get you. Yes. Um, oh my God, I totally get you. <laughs> and he said something along the lines of most people overestimate what they could do in a year and yeah. underestimate what they can do in ten. Yes. Oh my God. I, I, you know, it's funny. You said what you want to do in a year and it, my follow-up was going to be maybe push it to five or 10 years. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I love Dean Graziosi. He is so cool. He's like the cutest little tiny man and man, is he successful? Did, did you already run through all like the, uh, Tony Robbins, um, podcast too? Of course. Tony, um, I've listened to Jenna Kutcher, Amy yes. Porterfield. Oh God. I've yep. listened to that's what yes. I have to. I, that's like, that's what keeps me going. Yeah. Let me tell you a podcast is what got me. I think it was Gary V is what got me like off my, off my ass and like, do this, go. Yep. yep. Well, you know, and another thing that I learned from podcasts, like stop feeling sorry for yourself. And the only, like, I remember hearing, do you want to know the secret to doing something? And there was a pause and they said, do it. I'm like, Oh my God, come on. <laughs> I know, and it's so simple, but you're like, yeah, what am I? Because if I wasn't listening to those podcasts where they were like, do it, do it, take action, I really just would have never, I feel like I would have never done it. I was sitting there making excuses for myself because I was afraid. Well, and everything's a lot less scary on paper. So you see it on paper. And, and for me, I hate seeing it on paper sometimes because I'm looking at this big, huge number, how much it's going to cost, and this big, huge number, how long it's going to take. But you know, something that I like to remind myself. Um, I'm just living anyways. We may as well like chisel out a little bit at a time because by the time we know it, five years will have flown by. And I think, what if I never started my company? Because I almost didn't. I was terrified. It was like maybe the last $5,000. I think I had $5,000 left to my savings account after this. And I spent half of, I had 10, I spent half of it on this lens that I created to take photos of, um, eyelashes that I did because I was looking to grow my business, but all of these lenses that you could buy like from Amazon or all of these other companies sucked. And I couldn't get a good quality photo without using my professional camera because I used to be a professional photographer. And I'm like, it's too much work. I got to figure this out. So I ended up finding a company who let me tear apart every, I mean, it was expensive. Let me tear apart every 
single tiny piece of this lens and upgrade the glass, upgrade the clip, upgrade the metal, upgrade everything and customize it to exactly what quality I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be under $50. So it's $45 and you just clip it on your, your phone and you just take photos of eyelashes. And that is what got my business going because still to this day, I've seen other people. Um, I think I've seen one other person come out with a lens and I'm like, yeah, that, okay. Same basic lens, but I'm like, people are going to order and be so disappointed because I literally customized everything, everything, because I have that passion in me. I used to be a photographer and I know how important it is to showcase your work with your, like you're saying your visualization, that is, that is what sells us, you know, and with social media, if you don't have that, you don't grow. Absolutely. So yeah, that first 5,000 that I spent that I probably shouldn't, there's an example of just do it. And like, I had a hard time finding what I wanted to do without copying somebody. Don't copy somebody because if somebody is already doing it, do something that resonates with you. Because what I have found when I have tried to copy people, it didn't really mean anything to me. And I was doing it to make money. And after a while, cause it takes a long time to actually start making money off of something. Mm-hmm. So after a while you're like, ah, fuck it. I don't do it anymore. And you don't like it. Whereas like this lens, I've been selling it now for almost two years. And I would say maybe six months ago is when it really started to be everywhere. I would see it in these lash artists would take pictures of their um, station, right. Or their, their cart. And all of them freaking have it clipped on their station. And I'm like, oh my God, they have my lens. They have my lens. They have my lens. And it's just something like everybody has it. It's wild, Nikki. That's amazing. I love that. But it took a year and a half of me talking about it, you know, five times a week and, and telling people about it. And man, I can't wait to see what this business course does for you. You're going to blow up. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be, and I'm just, it's really fulfilling to watch other people take that and go out and do amazing things on their own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the best part of it all. Yeah. Do you, do you ever ask for reviews, client reviews? Yes. Customer reviews. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten so many positive ones. You know, I've watched so many of their careers, excuse me, so many of their careers just change and such positive ways. People who have been members for a year, you know, their books are full, their work is fantastic. They're, you know, getting it done in half the time. And it's so, oh my God, it's so fulfilling to watch. Or uh, I'll have people message me who I'm not even, it's not like people who sit in my chair who have these ideas and I end up, yes, I'm doing their hair, but I'm also, I'm, I'm also business coaching them because they're asking questions No, they're starting their own business. And they're like, if you didn't, if I didn't have that conversation with you, I wouldn't have done this. And I'm like, wow, I need to, that's amazing. But there's so many more people I could reach. The internet is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. I know. It's like, you're there underpaid psychiatrist slash business coach. Yeah. (laughs) I want to see everyone. I want to see everybody get out of their own head and just start thriving. Yep. Okay. So business course, what is your, what's the price of your, the hair portion of the business course? And then what's, do you know what the price is going to be of just the um, business course minus the hair? Yeah. So um, for my hair one right now, as it stands, it's $27.95, but as the per month, or you could do the yearly subscription, which is $263 a year. Um, Yeah. It's super affordable. 
and then uh for the mindset one i'm thinking i haven't gotten an exact price yet on that one but it's probably going to be roughly half of that so maybe 14.95 per month and then are you going to be are you going to allow people access for the monthly as well um people well people who have the mindset what do you mean by that no, no, for the monthly, for, for, are you going to have a monthly, um, subscription for just the business portion or is that just yeah, gonna be that'll here? be for the business mindset portion? That'll probably be 1495 per month. 14. Oh, I got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, wait, yeah. are you saying $15 or $1,500? $15. Oh my God. And how much is your, is the full course? 20. There is no full course. It's all membership. So are you kidding me? So Nikki. Oh my God. I thought this was going to be like $5,000 or something. And then plus your monthly fee. No way. I try to like make it afford. I try to make it affordable for people. So no, the monthly. So the, I just do a straight up, this is a monthly subscription. So my hair one, my hair slash business slash mindset is such a good value. $27.95 per month. Okay. Um, $27.95. I thought you meant three, like 3000. Oh no, and 95 cents per month. Girl, get out. Yeah. And oh, wow. And you know, I keep it affordable and I'm able to reach more people that way. However, the yeah. price, the price, I do realize that it's like a ridiculous value at this yeah. point. So yeah. the price does need to go up a little bit. I, I think that you should be charging like 29 bucks a month for the basic and then maybe 49 bucks a month for, for the hair one that includes everything. Yeah, but I'll always grandfather the people in that, um, did it. In, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I definitely want in on, of course I want in on that business one. So will you please, I'm sure you have so many people saying, will you let me know? I'm going to keep following. So you don't have to let me know. I'm just going to keep obsessively stalking your page. And you said December. I'm hoping December yeah. at the very latest January. I'm okay. usually totally. like a month behind on my, okay, I want to start this in December. And then it actually gets started a month Girls, later. Same. I'm supposed to have all of our, um, new partnership agreements, uh, um, October 1st. Um, hi, didn't do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It's one of those things that it goes from our PR to our digital and then it comes back to me and I was like, oh shit, this is wrong. So now it's back at our PR and it's like, we're not starting from scratch, but you know, we're, oh my God. I hear you. I totally yep. hear you. Yikes. Okay. Last thing I want to ask you, what is your favorite quote? Oh my God. My favorite quote. That is so hard. It's so hard. I, I know I'm a quote collector too, so that would be a hard. I know, one. I know. I totally need to reflect on that, but I want to say. Wait, give me two seconds because okay. I have. Think. Yes. Yep. I want to. I, I want to just like. I, I want to say. I want to say the right one. I want to say the right one. Do you want to jump on your Pinterest board? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. That's so funny. That's exactly what I'm doing. I know that's like such a ridiculous thing, nope. but no, I'm, are you kidding me? Every night when I was in my mindset build, I would go on there every single night. Uh, to your Pinterest board yeah. and just pin quotes because I needed the encouragement. Okay. Here's a really good one that I love. <laughs> is, uh, is cursing. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Gary V said, you know, Gary V, of course you do. Yes. <laughs> He said, fuck yesterday. Don't dwell on it. Understand it. Learn from it. But don't over-respect it and allow it to affect tomorrow negatively. Oh, don't over-respect it. Wow. That's amazing. 
Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna, I'll tell you my favorite quote. People are going to get tired of hearing this because I probably say it in every episode. Nobody cares. Work harder. I hear people. Oh, that's a great one. one. Yeah. Nobody, everybody has hard. Everybody has kids. Everybody's got employees that fuck them over. Everybody's got, you know, um, 10 things on their plate before they can do this. Nobody cares. Just do it. Oh, another one too that I love. Don't, you don't grow when you're comfortable. I, that's just, it's, it's cliche, but it's so true. It is true. You don't grow in your comfort zone. No way. Like you have to be willing to get uncomfortable and get stomach ache stresses like we were talking. I know. And you know, you know, it's so funny. We, I know I keep saying we're done. I have one more thing. I, you hear these stories of like the celebrities or, um, like, uh, Tony Robbins or, um, uh, who else? Like Rachel Hollis. You hear like their stories from the ground up and you're like, they could have very easily given up, but they just had their tunnel vision. They stayed focused. They didn't let other outside opinions sway what they wanted to do. And they just did it. Whether or not people are like, this is probably not like the best idea. They did it anyways. Uh Uh-huh. And the journey, you don't see how long it took, you know? Exactly. But just but just keep going. Exactly. That tunnel vision that no matter what happens around you, you might pivot, you might have to change some things, but keep going. Yeah. So crazy how people just, you think like, I wonder how long it took Nike to get big, probably like 10 to 15 years. And we don't think of that because we look at it like this big, huge, overwhelming company. And you're like, oh my God. We're in a world, I mean, we're in a generation and a world of immediate gratification. And I get caught up in that too. I'm like, I want it now. Yeah. Absolutely. Gosh, I think I'm going to take your advice and kind of follow your footsteps and do um, a really affordable monthly membership, I think. And when you do your monthly, is it just one video a week, one video a month? What do you do? So I, well, number one, they get access to my private Facebook group where we're kind of, I, I help them out with like formulations and stuff like that. Um, and it's a little bit of a community thing. And then they get uh, at least one to two courses each month. Okay. Whatever those may be two courses each month and a live monthly zoom with me with a different topic each month. So that's what I do. And they have access to my entire course library as well. Okay. How many courses do you have? And when you say course, do you mean like a lecture? Correct. So right now there's, I believe 19 or 20 in there, um, 19 or 20 courses in there that they could go back and watch anytime they want. And, um, they're usually anywhere. They're usually about like 20, 25 minutes each. So I try to keep them short and sweet. So I, I have no attention span. So I just love, I I assume that other people don't have an attention span. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's so funny. Okay. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for your time. I can't even believe I was able to get you. Thank you. You're incredible. I feel like I have learned so much from this. I cannot wait until you um, release your business course, uh, monthly business course. I am in 100% and I cannot wait to absorb everything that you have to say. Um, And can you, where do I find the hair link? Because even the hair link has all the business. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be the same website. So it would be, uh, Nick, just Nikki wildflower.com and I C K I W I L D F L O W R E. Wait, wait, W E R. 
<laughs> yeah. NikkiWildflower.com. Um, and for hair people, it would be slash membership. So, okay. Uh, cool. But there will be a link somewhere on that website. Okay, cool. So is, there, um, is there a link in your bio on Instagram? You know, l- yes, there's a link on my bio on Instagram, which is Nikki Wildflower. But also I have a Facebook group called the Nikki Wildflower Way, which is also linked there. That's not, that's for people who want mindset stuff, but not, uh, and that community without, um, without the hair stuff. Okay. And then the Nikki Wildflower way, is there a membership fee for that? Or is it just for no, anybody? No, it's just a Facebook group I created. Oh my God. You're amazing. You're like such a giver. I try. Man. Okay. So before I forget, will you think of something creative and simple? And I don't want it to take up a lot of your time. Something that you can maybe like a 25, 30 minute presentation that you can put together or something that you already have that you want to reiterate for the high schoolers. And then when you're ready, let me know. And then I can tell you the date for, um, one of the courses I have three and I don't have all the dates yet. Cause I think we plan it after the, I have my first, um, mentor meeting where they talk to all the mentors on Thursday. So then I'll know dates for the following time. Um, but I would, I mean, so, so appreciate. And I would be so grateful if you would be willing to do that. I think the kids would really benefit from that. Let's make it happen. God, thank you so much. Okay. You can get on that. And then whatever you think is what you're willing to share. And then you can let me know when you're ready. And then I can try and find a date. Or if you want me to get back to you with a date, maybe you need to, you know, like a date. So you're like, oh, shit, I got to get this done. Whatever you need, you tell me and I'll get that to you. Awesome. I'm so excited. Thank you so much again. I appreciate you. Yes. Thank you for letting me get to know you and thank you for your time. Tell your wife I said thank you for letting me steal you. Uh, Thank you for having me on your your interview show podcast. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye, Nikki. Whoa. That was exactly what I needed. And I hope that you guys got so many things from this. Um, I know you did because I did. And head over to Nikki with a CK, wildflower.com or Nikki Wildflower on Instagram. It's N-I-C-K-I and um, get going on your dreams, you guys. Open your business, start planning for it. Um, Her courses obviously are super affordable and um, take action, you guys. Do it. Do it today. Have a great day.